All right, it's showtime. What is up? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, very highly requested subject matter tonight. Um, I did a poll on the community tab of the channel two and a half months ago um, when I was putting the final the final touches on the course and um, wanted to make sure I covered everything. So in this episode tonight, official announcement, course is open for enrollment. It's uh, pinned uh, at the top comment. If you're watching the replay, it'll be pinned in the top comment of the um, description and everything like that. But I wanted to go over some of the material, um, take some call-ins tonight, and um, give you guys a little bit of free value on um, the concepts around a business. I know it's um, something a lot of people want. There's a lot of ambition around it, but there's a lot of pain points around it too because people do it wrong for the most part, which I'll talk about in tonight's show. <clears throat> um, first things first, a little housekeeping. Do me solid, and uh, I'm just going to drop the join link in the live chat. So if you're on Twitter's, Twitches, Facebook's, whatever, do me solid, hit that link, head over to YouTube. YouTube is where I will uh, drop the live Q&A link for you guys to join in. Um, these are also always available in, in podcast form too, guys. So if you're not down for watching a video, you can, of course, listen in on you know iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, it's all out there. So you can check that out too. If you're a replay guy but live shows on youtube that's where it's at if you have q a and again tonight i'll be dropping the link for uh questions um let's get this thing up i actually prefer standing now rather than sitting doing these <clears throat> so <clears throat> the biggest pain point that most guys have when it comes to <clears throat> running a business you gotta forgive me with the the coughing i'm i'm still getting over the covid cough um the biggest pain point that most guys have when it comes to running a business is they really have no idea where to start. They're stuck in a never-ending cycle of a, a job. Job, J-O-B, is an acronym for just over broke. Um, like, look, I, I did a uh, Twitter Spaces last week, and there was, a, there was a very relevant question that somebody asked. And, you, you know, the dude said, I've got a good job. I get paid well. I have thoughts about starting up my own business, but I'm not that ambitious about it. I'm making, I think he said like into 100, 150,000 or so. I'm happy with that for the most part. My employer's good. He treats me well. Should I, you know, dip my toes into starting my own business? And to be honest with you, if you're happy with what you're doing and you're content with your job and your employer treats you well, if that's for you, then do it, right? Um, I think that's harder and harder to come by today for uh, dudes, especially in like, man, things have changed. 2022, when I got in the workforce, <laughs> I'm gonna date myself here, here we go. When I got in the workforce in the early 90s, I think it was like 91, 92, men were still good at being men and there were good men. <laughs> um, there was, there was not a lot of crossover. There was no wokeness. There was no, I stand with the current thing, you know, cram down employees' throats. I think the worst, probably the most annoying thing that I saw when I was working in, you know, corporate was there wasn't, 
There wasn't any of like the, oh, you have to do this out of your thing. It was the silly fundraisers, which is, which is what kind of like was the start of it all, right? Support, you know, Karen's new cause for this. And it was a donation. You throw a, a couple of bucks in sort of thing like that. But I hear so many complaints today from guys that are like all about, I have to put pronouns in my bio and I'm not down with that. Or there's some like event that I have to attend that they, that they uh, drop on me that is not aligned whatsoever with my value system. So that's a real big problem that a lot of people, you know, deal with in, the, you know, the corporate space. And what a lot of guys have said to me is like, look, you know, I feel like I'm bumping my head up against a glass ceiling. I can only make so much money. There's, you know, 30, 40 people in a department and there's only one promotion, you know, every couple of years, or there's only one opportunity for advancement every couple of years. And even though I'm the best employee, I don't get an opportunity. Somebody else gets called in advance because they're, they've been with a company longer. My boss doesn't like me. Any number of reasons. And I look, I get it. That's, that's one of the biggest reasons why when I pivoted, when they gave me a package, and I talk about it in my book as well in the Unplugged Alpha, <clears throat> back when I was around 30, you know, I think it was. I ran a few businesses when I was a kid. I had a uh, mobile car cleaning business in high school. Um, I ran paper routes. I had uh, some, some some of the subcontracting done out to other kids that would help me, you know, with the routes. I'd uh, deal with like, you know, return bottles. You'd make 10 cents a bottle. Stuff like that when I was a little kid. So I always had the ambition to figure out ways to make money, mostly because my parents wouldn't give it to me. You know, all my friends would have an allowance and I would get nothing. I think um, I think one of my friends at the time was getting like five bucks a week. And my dad's like, yeah, I'll give you a quarter. <laughs> anyway, um, so, you know, like out of necessity. I like cool shit, wanted to buy cars and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, um, when I pivoted when I was about 30, it was like they give you a package, they send you home, and then you have the option to go and work in another place, which is going to be pretty much more of the same BS. Or you can go and do something yourself. At that point, I had worked in a corporate world for 10 years almost, and I had a skill set that was unique. I had good contacts. I had insider knowledge on how credit cards were issued, how they were settled, how debt was run through the collection cycle, what percentage of it would ever get sued, what bankruptcy was, what consumer proposal was. What, like I just knew it all like the back of my hand. So I was like, you know what? There's not a there's not a proper solution out there. So I'm going to introduce it to the marketplace. And I did, and I did very well with it. I built one of Canada's fastest growing companies. I was recognized three times by Profit Magazine for hyper growth. World Blue uh, gave us an award for company culture. I was nominated by Ernest and Young for Entrepreneur of the Year. It, it was it was heydays, man. Like it was awesome. From 2000, 2003 was when I started. 2004, five was when it really took off. Uh, up to about 2012, 2015. And I pretty much did an earn out buy it with the business. My brother runs it and um, I got out of it completely by about 2019 or so. So <clears throat> I get the pain point, right? It's like, it's, it looks sexy. It looks fun. I mean, like even today, there was, um, there was some data that I read in a research paper a few years ago on the swiping habits of women on dating apps. And the number one profession that women would swipe on when they standardize all other conditions um, it was a double blind study was um, airline pilot. And the second was entrepreneur. So 
The problem with that, though, is that's been pretty much diluted today. You know, there's a lot of people out there that will say that they're self-employed or that they're an entrepreneur and they run a business. <clears throat> but the truth of the matter is, if you're not doing something that's cracking a million dollars a year in sales, you're generally trading a job for self-employment where you make about the same money, sometimes more. But the problem with it, though, is that most guys that lean into that and they go and create their own business, they end up building something that exposes them to more legal risk. Because when you're a business owner, you can get sued. You can't get sued as an employee. If you're an employee in a company making $150,000 a year in a decent you know, position, if something goes sideways with the business, the business gets sued. The CEO of the company has to deal with it. So when you run your own business, if you fuck up, guess who gets sued? You. And if you're making the same pay or slightly more than what you were before, where's the benefit in that, right? So I don't see a lot of guys thinking big enough. And there's an entire module in my course that I cover on, um, you know, basically the kind of business that you want to set up, the kind of business that you want to avoid, and everything that kind of ties around that. So again, you know, the pain point's real, right? For those that aren't running their own business, they don't know where to start. For those that are running their business, the vast majority of them are not running something that's defined as an elf business. So if you haven't heard this term before, elf stands for easy, lucrative, and fun. Old term coined by Joe Polish um, from back when I was listening to his I Love Marketing podcast back in the day, probably a decade over um, ago. I know he still uses the uh, term. <clears throat> I was talking to Steve Sims about it the other day. And he has an opposite term for that. You know, the counter term is half business, hard, annoying, lame, frustrating. The vast majority of people that start a business or are currently running a small business right now is a half business, hard, annoying, lame, frustrating. What you want is an elf business. You, I mean, ideally you want an elf life, you know, as a guy, easy, lose, easy, lucrative, and fun. You want women in your life that are easy, lucrative, and fun. They don't complicate your life. They're a compliment to your life. They're, they're useful to you. They don't nag you and, you know, you know, make a nightmare and create drama unnecessarily. They're not seeking attention online. You know, you want to structure your life as a guy so that you have an elf life. You want to have an elf business. You want to have elf relationships with women. You want to have elf friends. And I think that the more intentional that you are about this, as you go about structuring things, the better off you're going to be. I mean, I, like, I, I'm, I'm constantly pivoting my life. And one of the things that is front and center for me this year is making sure everything I do is elf easy, lucrative, and fun. So <clears throat> again, back to the pain point of switching over to a um, position of self-employment from employment with a J-O-B. Again, the two biggest categories that I see is people that don't know where to start and they just look for a business to run. And I think when you do that, that's where you, that's where you screw up and you end up in the second category where you're running a business that's not that profitable you're not earning significantly more than what you did before working in the corporate world and you're exposed to considerable risk. Everything that I've put in my course on the School of Entrepreneurship, which is a mindset course, by the way, <clears throat> I'm not giving you do A, B, C, D, E to make a, a profitable business. What I'm doing is I'm giving you everything that I've learned over the years, everything that I've got from my mentors, everything that I've got with guys that I've mentored, everything that I've got from communities that I've been a part of, organizations, learning events, all that stuff. It's been sanitized and essentially distilled down to about four hours of um, content. <clears throat> and it essentially tells you what the cheat codes are to running a business. 
if you want an elf business, if you want something that's easy, lucrative, and fun. Because otherwise, I mean, I hate it when guys leave a decent paying job and they go and start up a business and then two, three years later, after they've spent all the money on it, they've, you know, like they've uh, barred against the house and all they really have is a hobby or something that's not profitable or something that's not scalable or they're still trading time for money. That's another big mistake is, you know, um, it doesn't matter if you're trading $200 for an hour's work or $2,000 for an hour's work. It's not a scalable system. Yeah, you're going to make more. You're going to earn more if you're billing $2,000 an hour, but it's still not a scalable system. You need a system, ideally, like with an elf business that's highly profitable, is essentially one where you can earn money while you sleep. Okay, You can earn money while you're on vacation. You can earn money while you're sitting in a restaurant with family, having a nice meal, you know, enjoying time together sort of thing. That's what's ideal, right? And again, you know, in the course, I talk about all the ways that, you know, you can do that. Um, let me just quickly take a quick look here at the chat here. I see you guys are chatting up a storm amongst yourselves. Thanks for the uh, super sticker there, Enrique. Um, I will be dropping the Q&A link, guys. Um, probably in about 10 or 15 minutes. Just a few more things that I want to cover. So if you have questions, I will be taking some calls in um, and grab the uh, shared screen here. Um, yeah, thanks for that, Chris. So Chris is part of the part of my community. He got the um, he got the early version of the course a few weeks ago. Uh, fantastic course. Finished it this morning while showering for the day. It's it's not that long. I hate stuff that like rambles on and uses filler words that, that's unnecessarily. I just get right to it. I just cut right to the point and I get right to it. Let me show you the module so you have an idea of what you're dealing with. And again, guys, if you want it. The uh, course is pinned in the live chat right now. It just says learn more about the course and purchase there. I'm going to show you the um, uh, the landing page when you click through and walk you through the modules. So if you click through that link, this is where you'll get. Let me just spread this out a little bit. Um, so here's all the modules here that I've put in this uh, Teachable. There's three modules um, dealing with mindset. I, I actually initially recorded this in one fell swoop, but I had to break it into three parts because they wouldn't let me upload it as long form. There's like a, basically a, a 30 minute limit on um, modules, but there's three mindset modules. There's another one on taxes, legal matters, and insurance. And by the way, guys, this is all stuff that you sp explicitly asked me for about two and a half months ago when I was putting on the putting the final touches on this. You guys said to me, you know, I'm interested in the course, I want in, but I want to make sure that I understand, you know, the flow of these components. And while taxes, legal matters, and insurance will vary from country to country, from an overview, you know, I fly you up to about 20,000 feet and I talk about when it's important to consider things like your tax obligations, how to handle legal matters when they come your way. Um, when and why you need insurance. Like one of the key things to deal with, with um, legal matters, you know, as an aside, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're an aspire, aspiring entrepreneur, I explain it in more detail in this module, but you're going to get people that are going to send you shit and they're going to try to change and modify your behavior. For the most part, four to five times, and I learned this from a partner of mine that I'm still running a business with that happens to be a lawyer, but he sees himself, you know, as an entrepreneur first. 
When you get a notice that's not registered in court with a plaintiff's claim, explicitly stating what damages were suffered and why they're suing you, it's just a letter that says, I want you to change this behavior, change this, take this, do that, take this down, whatever. You can just run it through the shredder or you can wipe it with your ass like toilet paper. This is essentially what a lawyer told me. This is a game that these guys play back and forth to rack up billable hours. And you can avoid all that, avoid the headache and avoid the stress because truthfully, at the end of the day, if they're just sending you a notice in the mail that says we want you to change your behavior, but they haven't spent the time and money to create the actual plaintiff's claim, register in court, you know, go down and pay the filing fee and all that sort of stuff, and then properly serve it to you with a process server, they're not serious about what they're trying to do. They're just trying to like egg you on and trying to goose you, right? So you can save a lot of time and money doing that. And I found that it's pretty accurate because, I mean, I ran TDF for almost uh, 17, 18 years. I mean, it was going up on tw uh, 20 years. And every year or two, you'd get a notice for some bullshit. And honestly, like after I had that conversation with my partner, I saved myself so much time and money. You know, for the most part, it's just a ploy to waste your time and it just goes away. Um, ideal types of businesses to run. So I've got a, a module on that that covers that in specific detail. One of the big mistakes that I see guys make today is they want to be an entrepreneur. They want to run a business. They think they have a good idea. Or even if they don't have an idea, they kind of like pick up on others. Um, let me just switch this over here. I feel like this doesn't need to be that big. You know, they kind of pick up on other guys' uh, modules. You'll see things on social media, Facebook, Instagram, you know, stuff like that where there's a guy standing in front of a Lambo and he's like, I'm 22 years old and I retired and I make um, $50,000 a day in my sleep doing Amazon FBA. Oh, bullshit! It's not, it, it's not like, you know, you can just buy a course and do A, B, C, D and then replicate a Amazon FBA business, you know, for example. And I'm not picking on Amazon, but that's the one that I, you know, happen to see the most, but one of the things I talk about extensively throughout my course is physical products suck. Um, they create extra layers of complexity, which you can completely avoid by getting into a service-based business or an information-based business. And I talk about all the details why in the course. But <clears throat> there are ideal types of businesses that you can run that create the kind of freedom that most guys are generally looking for. Like, you know, most often dudes are like, I just want to be on a beach and, you know, with my laptop and make some money. Okay, well, I cover those kinds of businesses and why they work that effectively and how location independence is a big, big part of that elf sort of lifestyle that you want to create for yourself. Um, so there's a module again on ideal types of businesses, developing a network. Look, if you're self-employed and you're going to run a business and you're going to be an entrepreneur, you need a network. You need to have guys holding you accountable to certain standards guys and gals it doesn't matter i mean i've been a part of um different forums that were either structured all men or you know a combination of men and women um women do bring value to the table when it comes to running a business they have a totally different strategy which is an interesting component i can talk about another time or maybe i'll save that for the zoom webinars but you want to network and i spend time in that module talking about how to build a useful network that can support your goals because it's it's going to get lonely, especially when you achieve success. Um, before you achieve success, people are going to question you. Your family is going to say, you're crazy. Just get a better paying job. You know, play it safe. Um, you know, why would you want to expose yourself to that 
you know, that risk, that's never going to work, blah, blah, blah. Your friends will do the same thing. But what will eventually happen is all of those people, while they're shitting on you, telling you not to do it, trying to, you know, pull you back in the bucket, you know, like crabs do, at some point when they start to see your success and you end up, you know, like... Do we still have it here? Like, I remember when this hit the front page of the Toronto Star, right? That's me, okay? Front frickin' page, business section, the most popular newspaper in Toronto. When my company got recognized for hypergrowth, <clears throat> everybody that used to work for me, knew of me, um, told me that it was never going to work to begin with, started reaching out to me. For like three days, my emails and my phone were like, you know, pinging off the hook. And that will happen, right? So... You're going to want a network to support you because most people are not going to believe in you or support what you're doing. And you're going to need to build something around that. It's actually one of the reasons, like one of the bonus uh, components of this course that I've built for you guys. And by the way, it's open right now for enrollment. The enrollment closes at the end of the month. Okay. So on Saturday, it's going to close. And then we're going to, you know, the students get all the deliverables. We're going to do the monthly Zoom calls. And there's some bonuses, which I'll talk about later. But Course is open right now. You're going to want the network for the support when you're in the growth phase. And I talk about, you know, how to build that, where to go. Government and regulations is something that I never really contemplated when I started up my business. I was just like, I got a good idea. I'm just going to go do it. And, you know, when I was a kid running a mobile car cleaning business and delivering newspapers and returning bottles, it's like, there's no gut. Like the government and regulators don't bother you. One of the big things that I came across in my industry with debt settlement was when I was going down to the trade shows um, down in the U.S. and they were starting to talk about AGs. And if you don't know what the AG is, it's the attorney general for each state. And they're litigious as fuck. And anytime you get involved in anybody's life where things can change for them dramatically for the better or for the worse if it's done wrong or if they do things wrong or they screw it up, you know, for example, then... They're going to point and sputter at you. It's all your fault. All this happened, you know, because of your company. And there is a huge amount of activity, um, especially in the mid 2000s and uh, up until about 2012, 2015, with um, regulators coming down on the debt settlement business. And that and that had a whole downstream, you know, ca cascade with a lot of American companies coming into Canada, and it played a big role in the demise of the Canadian market because they ended up to overpromise and underdeliver on what it is that they were going to do. But you have to understand that government and regulation is going to come your way anytime you get involved in somebody's life. So if you sell a nutraceutical, like for example, my entire supplement line, I don't make these supplements. Okay. It's basically white labeled, like a, a known company that has a tested product that meets all the government regulations and is held to the standards takes care of the manufacturing. I put my label on it and it's, you know, distributed with my logo and all that sort of stuff. So <clears throat> that's good. That's a better way to do it. I've had friends that, like I had a friend that I met um, at a uh, business mastermind event down in uh, Cabo St. Lucas in Mexico when we were doing some off-road racing. And we spent a day together in the car and he was telling me about how he developed this amazing, highly profitable product which would make skin tags fall off your body. And um, pretty much everybody has a skin tag somewhere. They're, they're, they're not moles, they're like tags of skin that like, you know, come off your skin. For some people it's on like their body, their neck, their head, you know, like stuff like that. And 
he basically found natural ingredients that he would put in a blender, blend it up, put it in little packaging with instructions on how to apply it. And it was all, you know, distributed. He made a ton of money. It was very effective and it worked very well until the attorney general in his state caught wind of what he was doing and said that it had to be regulated because of the ingredients in the product. And they basically sued him into the Stone Age because he did it wrong. So <clears throat> you have to understand that if you're going to do anything to manipulate somebody's body, <clears throat> their health, um, you know, if you're going to try to improve it, if you're going to, you know, sell something that's going to drop skin tags or whatever, then that's something that government regulations get involved in. Same thing with fi finance. <clears throat> um, you know, in the U.S., the, the government regulators were coming after companies that were settling debt um, because of some bad players. There's always a few bad actors in every industry. And the same thing happened in Canada a few years later when they introduced um, Bill 55 in Ontario Parliament. And I lobbied for that bill for about a year and a half and spent close to $50,000, $60,000. And it ended up being a colossal waste of time. But I guess in hindsight, you know, um, that that's all 2020 is when you have the perfect vision. But the government will regulate anything that, and it's, and it's kind of funny, man, I'll say this as well, because <clears throat> when we were going through the process, the entire point of what the debt settlement industry was doing was reducing the debt load to the consumer so they could pay back a lot less than what they owed. But that was counter to the profit margins of the banks and the credit card companies. And you'd think the government cares about the individual consumer, like the constituents, the people that vote for them, that put them in office. But the truth of the matter is what I found out when I was doing the lobbying is the government doesn't care about that. They only care about themselves maintaining their position and collaborating with the large institutions, banks and credit card companies. And dude, I was shocked, right? Like, so in this module, I talk about a lot of those details. I'm not gonna bore you with all that, but you know, you can get, you can get down in the dirty with that. Uh, there's another module on why borrowing money is generally dumb. Um, I don't need to spend too much time on that. I think the t title pretty much uh, <laughs> speaks to it, but all the details are in that learning module. I talk about human resources. Uh, I talk about why I pivoted from uh, incredible company culture that got awarded. Um, uh, basically, there's a video on my Total Debt Freedom channel. So if you go search Total Debt Freedom Company Culture, you'll see the, the kind of company culture that I had and the, and the amount of money and resources I put into um, that part of the business. Uh, it's older stuff. You know, you see me back in the day with hair and without a beard and all that sort of stuff. But you can go look that up if you want. But I talk about human resources versus running yourself as a company of one. Today, my preference is company of one. There's a book called Company of One. There's a big freebie for you. You know, go read it if it's something that you're interested in. But in that module, I talk about the differences between employing people, contractors, and doing none of that and structuring a business in such a way that it's elf, easy, lucrative, and fun, and that you run yourself as a company of one. I have one contractor that I pay for. Uh, customers building audiences and marketing, which is a big part because you have to figure out, well, who are you going to sell to and what, right? Um, the next module after that is what not to do in business because <laughs> they don't tell you any of this stuff, you know, just like they don't tell you like, don't be a nice guy to girls, you know, be, you know, be a good man, be good at being a man, but being a nice guy to girls doesn't work. You know, talked about that for a few years now. So it's the same thing in business. There's a lot of common misconceptions that 
people don't understand when it comes to running a business and they'll often make these mistakes which will contribute to the demise of what it is that they're running or you know maybe they end up running it in such a way that it just isn't profitable isn't worth worth it and they're uh, exposing themselves to too much risk or dealing with risk you know with employee issues with government issues with regulators all kinds of stuff that can come your way i talk about all that in that module pivoting when bill 55 passed in ontario and we had to examine i don't know 80 90 pages of legislation that their lawyers wrote <coughs> we needed to find a way to pivot and that's one thing that you're going to have to consider as the business grows is what you start is not going to be what you're going to be doing later on down the road. And that's true for all businesses. And I mean, I can tell you right now, like when I started this YouTube channel, Entrepreneurs in Cars, May 23rd, 2014, I'll never forget the day because it was part of a retreat that I did. And if you go back and you sort all my videos, the very, very first video that I put on the channels with me and my buddy Brad, and we were leaving an entrepreneur's retreat with a bunch of other guys. And I drove in with him and I drove back with him. And, you know, I said to him, I go, you know, I want to do this YouTube thing. Let's put a GoPro on the windshield and let's just shoot the shit and see what happens. And the plan at the beginning was interview entrepreneurs and their success rides and tell those stories. That's not what I'm doing today. And I've done a lot of different things over the years. I don't think I'm ever going to change the name of the channel because I like the intent of it. But um, what I'm delivering, you know, to you guys today with this course is basically a mindset course that's going to get your head screwed on right so that you don't make any of the mistakes that I did or that I've seen others make um, and, you know, get you to a place that's going to, I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to guarantee success because that's entirely, you know, dependent on your skill set and what business it is that you're going to run. But it's certainly going to give you the cheat codes to not making the stupid mistakes that most guys make. So again, there's a module on pivoting. Most, in fact, all businesses pivot. Um, Netflix pivoted from uh, mailing DVDs to streaming services. Uh, Instagram pivoted from a check-in app to a social media app with pictures. You can go right down the list. You can do a bunch of research on it. But again, I talk about pivoting in that module and it's something that you're gonna have to do. If it's not serving you, if you're running a business and it's not serving you, you have to pivot, otherwise you will go out of business. And then the last module is generating business ideas, which is something that most guys get stuck on. You know, in fact, is I want to start a business, but I don't know where to start. I need, you know, I think I have a good idea, but I'm not sure it's a good idea. Da, 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 da. That's what I cover in that um, module. So there's all the course curriculum. Um, this is just a landing page, aka sales page. I break down the problems, the cheat codes, the business, of course, who I am, all the stuff that I've done over the years, the course curriculum's there. Um, you know, it's me with a bunch of pictures of guys here. I think uh, we've got Kevin O'Leary here from an event that I was at, Cameron Harold, which was my business coach for years. This is a picture of the um, uh, staff in my office, you know, at one point. I've done a bunch of stuff. I've done tours. Like one of the big things that I did over the years as well was when I was running that business was I wanted to see examples of other companies and what they did. So I would I would either drive to or fly to whenever I was going to an event. So um, when I went to this EO University out in uh, Whistler, of course you land in Vancouver and my old business coach was partners with Brian Scudamore at 1-800 Got Junk. And by the way, he grew this business from 2 million in sales to 106 million in sales over six years. 
fucking phenomenal growth. You don't see that very often. So it's like, okay, well, why wouldn't I, when I'm going to this university, head over to 1-800-GOT-JUNK and hang out with Brian for the day? That was, um, uh, this is one of the other guys in my forum at the time. So, you know, like success leaves clues. You've got to go out there and study. And I talk about marketing strategies. I've used everything. This is me doing a radio ad. You have to go down in their studio and they have all the sound boards and stuff and they record it and it goes in. I've tried everything. You know, I've run radio ads. I've done television. I've done pay-per-view clicks, fax broadcasting, email marketing. I know what works and what doesn't work. Um, all of this is going to, um, you know, be talked about in the module on um, marketing, right? C customers, build, building audiences and marketing. Uh, building audiences, by the way, is where it's at these days, but I talk about all that stuff in, in detail. Uh, I don't know what event this is at. I think this is in Vegas when we did another retreat with another business forum that I was in, and that's I think that's Kevin Harrington. Uh, he used to be one of the original sharks from Shark Tank. Um, so what's included in the course is um, there's going to be, <coughs> excuse me, let me just take this out of the screen here. Um, there's going to be um, the course curriculum, which, which is always available to you. There's going to be um, a private Facebook group where you guys will be able to, you know, chop up ideas with each other. If there's something that you want to ask, you can tag me in a post and, you know, I'll come in and I'll answer it. There's also going to be monthly Zoom calls, um, which will be held for the duration of 2022. So the Facebook page just says class of 2022. So course opens today, closes on Saturday. You guys will consume the curriculum. Uh, the private Facebook page you'll have access to immediately. The Zoom calls will be updated in the Facebook banner so you'll know when to attend. They'll be recorded if you can't make the time. Um, you want to ask a question again, you can make a post and tag me in it. And then the extra bonus, which I didn't put on this landing page here, which I just established last Thursday. I was on my uh, call with my business forum because I run my own business forum. It's a red pill business forum. It's very similar to EO. Um, those that are watching that are members of EO, it's almost identical to EO without any of the wokeness and blue pill bullshit. So I run my own forum. There's about eight guys in it and they volunteered actually to uh, speak during some of the um, webinars. So I got a guy that's a uh, home builder in Australia, home flipper in the US. I got a guy that's uh, a book publisher. He's done, I think, well over two or 300 titles now. Um, he does really well. He's a young guy too from Sweden. Um, I got a, uh, I'm just gonna call him a hustler from Eastern Europe. Um, you know, he's got an interesting way of running his businesses. Um, I got a guy that runs a bunch of critical care centers in the US. Um, you know, he's a doctor slash entrepreneur. So, they're going to chime in as well with content too to offer some support to you guys. So again, you know, this is a mindset course. It's designed to get your head squared away and around what works and what doesn't work in business. Um, course is open right now. Again, it's pinned to the top of the uh, live chat. And let me here. I'm going to grab the. Uh, let me stop that screen. Invite. Copy to clipboard. So in the live chat, I'm going to. Drop the um, StreamYard link. So call in and ask a question live. So there's a StreamYard link. Make sure you have, you know, headphones on and a good connection. And it's relevant on tonight's topic. I don't want to deal with my girlfriend won't let me leave the house. And, you know, let's leave that for another call. Um, let me get some of these super chats here and some of these questions. <clears throat> 
Uh, got Jaron asking, what compels people to waste their time with illegitimate legal claims and cases in the first place? They don't know any better. Um, they think that, <laughs> and some people are so stupid, they try to like goose you where they're like, you know, they're like, I'm sending this letter from a lawyer's office, but it's not. They're spelling errors. They write in such a way that lawyers don't write. It's just stupid shit. There's fucking morons out there everywhere. But most people will respond to a demand letter. You don't need to respond to a demand letter. You should really only respond to something that's registered. Otherwise, you're wasting your time because most of the time, they won't spend the time and money. Again, if somebody's serious about suing you, spend the time and money, right? Don't send me some demand notice with some bullshit in it. It's a waste of time. Waste of everybody's time, to be honest with you. Um, Chris Amy says, I'll never take entrepreneurial advice from a young man who has never turned a wrench in his own business. You know what's funny? There's a lot of dudes out there today that are like, I'm going to teach you how to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to teach you business. And it's like, again, you can only take somebody as far as you've come yourself. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm approaching the autumn years of my life. Let's be honest. They're like, I've, I've got less life ahead of me than what I've got behind me at this point. I've got the salt and pepper in the beard. I've, I've run businesses. I've dealt with lawsuits. I've dealt with employee issues. I've seen it all. I chuckle when I see a guy that's like a lot younger than me trying to offer business advice. It's like, dude, how far have you come in your life, right? <clears throat> I think it's incredibly important when you're taking advice, you always want to ask yourself, has this person lived a life? Would I trade places with them? You know, sort of thing. Those are the main ones that I always ask myself. But whenever I see a young guy, and it's always the same thing. It's like, you know, they're posing in front of a Lambo or, or they've got some computer screen behind them with a projector or a whiteboard or something. It's always the same thing. It's like, if you're young, cool. Maybe you can teach a 17-year-old something, but you ain't going to teach me shit, buddy. <clears throat> um, if you enjoy your job, make good money other than lack of freedom. What are the downsides for working uh, for the man? You're never going to achieve true financial freedom. I'll be honest with you. Um, if you if you Google in your town, like if I, here, let me just go over here on my other screen and I'm going to say, uh, what do the top 10% uh, of income earners make in Toronto? Let's see what Google gives me. I bet it's something like 300. Uh, 1%. Okay, so top income earners, top 10% in terms of wealth earn $236,000 a year. Okay, so that's top 10%. You know that, now let's tie it back into women and dating because you know that women mate select based on the top 20% of men. When they're swiping, their swiping habits are based on the top 20% of men. They only swipe right on what they see as a high value guy. Women are delusional. Let's just be honest with that. You know, they think there's like an entire horde of men hiding somewhere from them that make like a million dollars a year that are six feet tall, that are like, gorgeous they have all their hair and all that sort of stuff like they're completely out to lunch with their expectations if we're being honest but let's just narrow it down to income so to the point of the question that ross is asking here is you're never going to get in the top percentiles of income earners you can make some good investments you can get lucky with some investments and you can do well you know there's lots of books out there wealthy barber and stuff like that but if you want true financial freedom, if you want independence, if you want location independence, if you don't want to deal with woke bullshit, you know, in a lot of the corporate world, it's, and you may not work in a corporate environment that has that yet. There's a lot of industries, you know, you're working in welding, plumbing, stuff like that. You're probably never, ever going to deal with that. But if you're in any sort of corporate environment, it's going to come eventually. I see you guys in the um, waiting area. I'm going to get to you in a minute. I just want to make sure I get through all these chats. So just stand by, guys. 
Um, does Canada regulate supplements? I know the US FDA doesn't regulate. Yeah. So there are like, that's something that you'd have to contemplate if you if you were dealing with a physical product. Like if I wanted to create my own supplement line, I would have to go through a terrible amount of work to make sure that I would comply with each jurisdiction. I don't deal with any of that because it's a white label deal, right? They make it, it already complies. They put my logo on it. It's high quality shit. I know the guys that run the business and I trust it. That's why that I created that relationship. But I mean, if you wanted to create your own supplement line, if you don't know what you're doing, you're exposing yourself to an immense amount of risk. Plus you're dealing with a physical product, right? <coughs> um, looks like Chris creeped my video on office culture. Again, you guys can go check that out. Um, it's hard to chase women and grow your business. Aha, very good point. But when you're growing a successful business and it's working, you won't need to. Women actually are a lot easier to deal with when you're running a very successful business because you end up being the mate selector, right? I mean, guys are the gatekeepers to relationships. So, you know, you can spin as many plates as you want. Uh, will the course price ever increase? Um, it may if I release it again. Right now, the price is $9.97 USD, and um, that's it. You know, it's a fixed price. So, course is open right now. It'll close on Saturday. Uh, I may add more material to the course in the future and change the price point or structure it differently, but that's the rate for this launch right now. So, if you want to get in now, do it now. Don't procrastinate. Do it. Uh, Miguel says, I'm a dentist who just moved to South Florida. love the city, but job is very hard here. Should I move somewhere with more jobs, but less appealing city? I'm a dentist that moves South Florida. Um, if, you're a, if you're a dentist in South Florida, I would specialize in probably an area um, that's going to be the most profitable for you. I mean, it, like, are you going to appeal to a retirement community? Are you going to appeal to cosmetic dentistry? You know, if you want to niche it right down sort of thing. I see a lot of guys getting veneers these days. A lot of dudes. Um, they don't want to deal with Invisaligns. They don't want to deal with braces. They don't want to deal with the timeline that's involved in that. So they'll go and spend, I don't know what the cost is for them, 10, 12 grand to get these fucking implants put in over their teeth and, you know, boom. So niching down is usually where the profits are often found. Uh, JR says, looking forward to it, Rich. All right. Yeah. So let me throw my headphones so I can take these call-ins. <clears throat> Again, if you guys want to get in on the course, it's pinned at the top. And if you're listening to the replay, um, it'll be pinned in the top comment of the YouTube channel. If you guys are, um, hang on, wrong side. If you guys are listening to the podcast, um, I really don't know where to put the link. You should be watching it on YouTube, to be honest with you. But um, I will. Uh, I mean, if you're on my email list, you'll get some information for you know for it via email. Um, I don't really know what to tell you if you're listening to the podcast. You should be watching the YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe to get it. Um, no Drift says I'm running a fitness business. It's online. So it's it's Elf uh, E L F Easy Lucrative Fun, not E F L. Uh, when I get my leads right, the issue is that sales calls last one hour on average, so rejection stings. Any tips? Yeah, I would not do sales calls for an hour to fucking enroll people. That's a colossal waste of your time. That's that's such a bad way to run your business. Dude, grab my course. <clears throat> um, let's take some of these call-ins over here. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Joey, you're up first, buddy. All right. What do you got for me, man? 
Hey, sir, I just want to say I'm a huge fan of the channel and everything. Um, Thank you. I was just curious um, about when you say um, you went to go start your own business and everything, um, when did you find the confidence to jump ship? Because I'm thinking about starting my own business, but I don't think I'm like, you know, I don't have the experience. How old are you? Ready, uh, 24. Um, have you ever worked in the corporate world? Do you have any life skills? Uh, I have not worked in the corporate world. I'm currently working in engineer for a construction site and um, I want to try construction as my own business okay uh, so, so I mean like one of the problems that you're gonna run into for like can you hear me Joe because you're breaking up yes okay so I'm sorry I'm sitting in my car right now yeah maybe just kill the video feed just so it's audio so it doesn't break up because because I'm not sure if you're hearing it I'm not sure if people can hear it you know listening um, one of the things you're going to run into running into anything with um, construction and trades is you can make a lot of money at it, right? Um, I mean, I've got a guy in my group that's a home builder in Australia and, um, you know, dude does very well. But it's, I mean, he'll probably be the first to tell you. I mean, like you guys will hear in the Zoom webinars because he's going to hop in and do a presentation on it. But he'll probably tell you straight up it's not an elf business. You've got um, contractors that you got to rely on. There's, al there's always an ongoing lawsuit with something. People aren't doing their jobs right. They show up late. They fuck up jobs. They got to get fixed. I mean, my angle on my mindset course is build yourself a business that you're going to love. And you just have to understand that if you're going to get into something, you know, with trades or construction, make sure it's worth your while. You know, make sure that you structure it in, in such a way that the profit margins work, that it serves you. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Definitely. And I see but a lot I mean, of like, stuff on the ground. Right. But I mean, like the other thing that I wanted to also mention, too, is you're still a very young guy. Right. You said you're 24. And I'll be honest with you, like one of the things that contributed to the success of the business that I ran when I started it when I was 30 was I spent about nine years in that industry um, in various positions on every portfolio from student loans to sundry items to overdrafts to credit cards, everything. And. I saw the inner workings of everything and I saw problems that, that, that popped up. So I then was able to present a solution to the problem. So I'm not saying that you need to work nine years in the industry, you know, before you can see the inside problems and maybe offer solutions to them. You may want to get a construction. You may want to offer a B2B solution, which just means, you know, business to business. Maybe there's something in the construction industry that you can offer a solution to that you can charge a hefty fee for that will create something that's an elf business where you don't have to deal with, you know, contractors showing up or they show up stoned, you know, that day or they don't show up at all or they show up late or they show up incompetent. I got a lot of friends that are in the trades and it's a constant problem for them finding good work, right? So you can eliminate a lot of those things, again, if you structure the business in such a way that it serves you. So I would invite you, one, take the course. The link is up there. It's for sale now. It closes on, on Saturday. And two, when structuring the business and building it, make sure that you've got a, a good viable solution and that you structure it in such a way that it that it operates as easy, lucrative, and fun, rather than hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating. Yes, sir. All right, that sounds good. Um, as far as <clears throat> reaching out to customers, if I can ask another question. Yeah, last one. Um, as far as reaching out to customers and everything, what's the best way to network so that I can actually reach these people? You know, the contacts and everything that I need for this. I'm guessing just time in the industry. <laughs> There's a module in my course for that, so. I'm going to leave it at that. All right. Thank you, sir. Thanks, man. All right. Um, let's see what Thomas got here. Uh, Rich, love your content. 
Uh, fiance broke with me 10 years ago when I got sick and lost my job. Happy last week. I'm heartbroken. Lost it all. You'll be all right, but you'll be just fine. You know, just, you know, dust off the shoulders. Just get up. It's incumbent on you as a man to figure shit out, guys. It's incumbent on you as a man. Hey, Don. Hey, you were on last week. Yeah, no. Hey, you can hear me? How you doing? Yeah. Pretty good. How are so, you? Good. It's actually my 21st birthday tonight. Thought I'd hop on. Happy birthday. Thank you. And uh, just wanted to come on and talk about a little bit, basically starting uh, with how this whole week has been going. It's been quite the change in my life. Uh, after that, after we got done talking, uh, mm -hmm. I went hopped on the stereo show and Moff and Jaren were nice enough to give me about 15 minutes to chop it up with them, what I was mm -hmm. all about. Okay. And yeah, it was just uh, really cool. They were on board with my ideas, really encouraged me to just get into the 10% group. And I just pulled the trigger on it, got into Good, it. Yeah, I saw you in there. Good for you. Yep, and then went to uh, then one bought your course, the uh, mindset course. So I'm cool. in there too. Good, good. So yeah, uh, mainly just giving a share, saying thank you for what you're doing, giving me the opportunities to do what I'm doing, and uh, I hope to be a great entrepreneur one day. So hopefully you're looking at one. All right, man. Let's see you get there. Yeah. yeah. All right, buddy. Thanks. All right, I uh, got Chris here. Let's see what Chris has got for us. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Rich? Nice to meet you, man. Um. Well, happy birthday, Dominic. He looks like a cool guy. Um, uh, you know, I've been listening to your channel for a few years now. So I think pretty much since you started it. So it's been pretty cool. I'm right. actually running a company right now. I'm, you know, it's been going on for a good, uh, almost a year now. What yeah, do you do? What does the know, company I'm solve? With my computer guy. It's trying to solve, uh, it's a layer two solution for crypto, you know, uh, interoperability, scalability. Okay, good. And good for our you. focus is on, you know, we're trying to work on, you know, the times and the transaction fees. We're also trying to, you know, have a special interest and attention to the security part of it. Uh, Which uh, yeah, cryptos are you cool. working on? Uh, no, ours is called ULNT. It's Universal Linking Network. You can okay. find it on the internet as uh, ULNTech.org. Got it. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm actually going to talk to you later on because I'm going to go on to... Uh, your personal uh, mentoring so i'm just trying okay. to get the money together for okay. now i'm uh, i'm working doing uh grab hub uber eats all that kind of good stuff and just traveling around i'm, I'm li literally just uh doing you got a question for and, me uh, tonight sure yeah uh so when it comes to your course fees because right now i'm you know a little tight on cash and if you change the price to what is it going to be after may no it's 997 that is the price okay because i thought you said that it's going to go up later it may go up later if I add more material to it, if I launch it again in the future. But right now, it's open today for sale. It closes for sale on Saturday. It's $997. All right. All right. Now, that's pretty cool, man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice talking to you. And I guess uh, we'll talk later. Okay. All Hopefully right. see you on this inside. Thanks. All right. Um, uh, do you care if we share the link to the course or their own network? No. Share it. Um, it's uh, like the... The link for buying the course is shareable. The access point for the course material is not. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, if you want to get in, get in. It's open for sale right now. Uh, I got my boy Kareem in, in the house. What's up, buddy? Hey, Rich. How's things? All is good? It's always good, man. How you doing? Uh, I, I can't to not uh, interrupt here. I cannot. Like, you you know, I love uh, I love macroeconomic, and I want to give, like, some, some insights for, for the guys. Go ahead. You know, uh, like long time ago, I, I I was reading The Economist and I read a quote that I will never uh, forget. It's It says, if the market 
have a gender, it will be a female. And if the economy have a gender, it will be a male. You have to understand, guys, that women spend around $28 trillion per year on this planet. $28 trillion per year. That's what they what they mean by the market, the purchasing market. That's that's what, it's, what they mean. It's actually eighty percent of the buying power. So women yes. spend eighty percent of the money right now. They don't make eighty exactly. percent of the money. So yeah. you guys they can connect the dots on where yeah. the money comes from and who spends the money. You guys can figure yeah. that out. I mean, you're smart. Yeah, they, Sorry, they, make, they make actually they make actually around fourteen, but they they spend twenty eight trillion. Yeah. So uh, so. You have to invest, as, as I always advise to the guys on, uh, on my following, on my channel, you have to invest in women's delusion. That's, <laughs> the, best, that's the best market for the future. There's as a, we... um, like, okay, so I want to stop you there because yeah. um, I don't want you to go somewhere that might cause problems for my channel, but there's, but there's clever guys out there right now that are structuring businesses that cater to the delusion of the world today. You know, the wokeness, the agendas, yeah. all that sort of stuff. And um, now you've got to be careful with that. Like, I'll be honest with you. I saw what was going on with Disney and then I piled some money into Disney. This is this is before, you know, this, you know the shit that's going on with DeSantis and Florida and all that. I'm like, well, you know what? They're, you know, they're wokeifying everything. I might as well make some money at it and I'll profit at it. But now DeSantis is like coming at them and a lot of the wokeness is like, you know, coming back to shoot them in the foot. So you have to be careful with it. But yeah, there there is a cottage yeah. industry of people that are monetizing the agendas that are being crammed down everybody's throat today. I think I think that we can just leave it at that and you guys can figure that yeah. out. But yeah, we can I, talk I about have, that privately on the Zooms. I have example, like small examples from industry, which is that the IVF freeze eggs industry, sure, which yeah. is the, the, the pet industry, the pet, the dogs, cats, like and their accessories and their knees and the beauty industry, like these three main example. And I have like one of one of the one of the guys who follow my channel, like he heard uh, around one year ago me talking about this and he sent me an, like a long email telling me that he was investing like he he got a big shop for uh, for the pit for the pit and their accessories and he, he's telling yeah. me you're right 90% of my clients are women and I'm doing so well let me um let me tell you something about the pet industry here um in Canada because when i was doing those um um applications for the hyper growth awards there's there's either 50 entrepreneurs in the room or there was 200 and there was this one girl that I met there who was running a pet clothing company and um, she was like in the top I think 15 or something like that like she had very very fast growth and super profitable she was actually um, Chinese so she would fly to Asia she had all the contacts there she could speak you know the language and she was bringing over this cheap shit clothing that basically post-wall women were essentially buying and putting on their dogs. Um, yeah. And it was dog targeted. So it was like, you know, booties and, and like ribbons and all this like foo-foo stuff. But yeah. uh, she did very well, man. So yeah, there's a lot of yeah. money to be made in those industries too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, that's what that's what I want to say. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you See Keep you, Kareem. Bye-bye. Thank you.
<clears throat> again, guys, if you want the course, if you're watching live, it's pinned at the top of the live chat. If you're listening to the replay, I'll make sure it's in the description and pinned in the top comment of the YouTube channel. Um, do you think there's an opportunity to specialize in positive masculinity in therapy? I work in counseling and want to target young adult males. Um, you know, that's interesting because I think you'd probably be better targeting the simp economy. Um, OnlyFans has proven to be a very, very profitable um, business model. Uh, can you target positive masculinity in therapy? Um, yeah, but see, one of the things I talk about in the course, one of the modules is that people like buying painkillers. They don't like buying vitamins and, um, the simp economy, you know, like essentially is a painkiller for simps. They want to, um, interact with and engage with attractive women they want to be with and only fans scratches that itch. Um, if you're, if you're selling them a vitamin, like positive masculinity, people don't generally buy that. I mean, you do have an audience for that. Like there are, I mean, I take loads of vitamins. I sell a supplement line, you know, the, like these don't kill pain. Like these help you grow muscle, burn fat, lower your estrogen, boost your testosterone, all that stuff. Right. So, um, selling vitamins can be done. I'm not saying that, um, you shouldn't do it, do it. If it's what you feel passionate about and you think you got a good angle, but just understand um, when you're selling painkillers, AKA, you know, to the simp economy, you'll probably build a faster growing business, unfortunately. Um, let me grab, uh, Mateus here and let's see what you got for me, buddy. How, how are you, man? Uh, I'm cool. Do you hear me? Yeah. What do you got for me tonight? Nice to meet you, Rich. Uh, I just wanted to ask, um, some advice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My, my situation is like this. I've been working in sales for the last 10 years and 30 right now. And I got laid off from my previous job in February. Okay. So um, I saw as an opportunity to get into freelancing. I'm freelancing as a voice actor, narrator, things like that. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you if it's good to start now that I'm 30 or keeping sales because these last months I haven't got a pay a paying job still. So where do you live? Argentina. And how old are you? 30. Okay. So you're, you're talking about going back into sales or doing voice acting? Precisely. Okay. So that's not going to get you to financial freedom and wealth, right? I mean, if you're talking about building a business or building something that's going to make you over a million dollars a year, USD, neither of those things will ever come close. The voice acting is change is exchange in time for money. What do they pay you for like an hour or do they pay you by the uh, gig? For voice acting, I still haven't had a paying job. Okay, so you haven't actually earned any but, money at it. No, I made a few jobs. They were free. I got mm -hmm. reviews. That's what I'm using to search for paying clients. But why would you? Still no. Why would you do voice acting for free? I think it's better for my time. I mean, it's I now I'm not working for a corporation. I'm working for myself. That's the the, the no, mentality. No, but, uh, stop! 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 You're not working for yourself if you're not getting paid. Okay. Um, not yet, at least. Right, but like you're not getting paid for doing the work. So why are you doing the work? Well, I'm starting to do the work. So eventually I get clients that pay me. Okay. So if you're talking about building a portfolio, that's different. Exactly. Like you want to build a resume? 
Exactly, exactly. I need the experience first so okay. I can go to the client and tell them this is what I charge where, for. Where do you where do you advertise yourself? You on Fiverr? Are you on you know some sort of freelancing site? I'm trying to avoid Fiverr. I'm mostly doing Instagram, Twitter. Um, I, I contact the people ahead or Facebook, for example, Reddit. They ask for someone to make a job. I contact them. Okay, so let me ask you. So, so if you have a paying job, how much does it pay you? Uh, I was told it should charge around three hundred, four hundred dollars. And, and how long job. is it? Okay, and how long does it take you to make that voice recording? If it's a simple job, let's say a page with dialogues, I can do it two or three days. Dude, three hundred dollars over three days. That's is shit. It? That's shit. That's a hundred dollars a day. Look, I'm sorry. <laughs> here, here in Argentina, I, I mean, four hundred dollars is three times the basic Got salary. It. So. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. But I mean, you're still thinking too small, right? If you're talking about making a hundred dollars a day and being happy with that, that's thinking too small, right? The entire point of my course, and it, and it's probably out of your price range, you know, based on your scenario that you're right now. But the entire point of the course is to get your head wrapped around building an easy, lucrative and fun business that's highly profitable, that doesn't, you know, create havoc in your life, that makes you money, that offers you financial freedom, the ability to maneuver, work anywhere in the world. Those are the sorts of things that I spend a lot of time at. And you're talking about making $100 a day. That's way too small thinking, right? I'm just being honest with you. I mean, like, I know a guy that lives in Argentina that does, um, he does, uh, well, he has a YouTube channel and he also does music and he teaches people how to play jazz and he does, you know, duets with them, all sort of stuff like that. He probably makes that in like 15 minutes, right? Just, I just because the way that he's, that. just because of the way that he's structured his business. Now, again, you know, when you raise your standards and when you hold yourself to a higher, um, minimum line, you know, like in the sand, if you will, again, raising your standards. So when you raise your standards, then you're going to do better. And there's going to be people that you're going to have to leave behind. I mean, there's probably a lot of people around you that are okay with making a hundred dollars a day. And if, mm. you know, if you set a goal of making a thousand dollars a day, then you're not going to be hanging out with a hundred dollar a day crowd or the $50 a day crowd. Right. That's why I'm saying like, I want you to think bigger, right? Like you're thinking too small newsflash. We're all going to die. Okay. What happens after we die? We don't know. Who cares? It doesn't matter. That's not it for debate right now. But what's factual and true is we're all going to die. So why would you spend time right now working, working, you know, with a goal of making $100 a day when your goal should be much bigger? So what I'm inviting you to do, Mateus, is to think bigger, you know, think, think outside of the box. Like one of the modules in the mindset component, I talk specifically about how great entrepreneurs think and they don't color within lines. They don't think, you know, about, you know, conventional ways of doing things. There's in the, in the box thinking there's outside of the box thinking. And then there's guys like Steve jobs that didn't even see the box. Right. Elon Musk is another good example of that. Right. So the most successful ones, the ones that build the most impactful businesses, the ones that have the most freedom, the ones that make the most money, they're, they don't even recognize the box anymore, but you're still thinking inside the box. You're thinking too small. It's like, you know, if I exchange some time and I do this for this gig, I'll get $300 and it'll take me three days to do the audio, audio recording sort of thing. It's, it's too small thinking, man. It's too small. I'm just being honest with you. 
No, okay. I, I, I appreciate it. I, I just wanted to know how I get from where I am to that place. Think bigger. Think, th think a lot bigger. I mean, look, you're thinking anyway, think bigger. Um, do you have, um, can you read English well? Like you're able to read it? Mm -hmm. um, start. I usually, usually I pronounce it better. Now I'm a little anxious for being like. No, no, I just want to make sure that you're like, you know, fluent and like, you know, you don't have a problem reading English books. So I would read books like um, Richard, look, better yet, in all of my recent videos, if you go to the top, there's an Amazon link for my recommended book list. Um, go to that link and then select the business books. And for like 10 bucks, I've got, you know, for each book, because they cost about 10 bucks on Kindle or less, or you can get an audio book. But, you know, for around 10 bucks, you can get some really good books. You don't have to buy my course for a thousand bucks, but get some really good books to at least start on uh, studying excellence. Study guys like Elon Musk, study guys like um, Richard Branson, study guys like Steve Jobs, and see how they think when it comes to putting things together. Because right now, you're not even close to playing to win. Like you're just playing not to lose. Like you just want to make sure you have rent and food in the fridge. And I understand, right? Because when you're not working, you have to have an income. But again, we're all going to die. There's only so much time left in our lives. So why are you thinking so small? So again, what I'm encouraging you to do and what I'm asking you to do, in fact, is think a lot bigger when it comes to starting a business. Thank okay? you very much, Rich. You're welcome. Um... Jesse says, this may be a dumb question, but do you think getting an MBA is worth it? <clears throat> Most guys that I know that run successful businesses didn't go to school. They don't have a business degree of any kind. Um, those that can do, those that can generally, you know, go to university and they lecture you and teach you on uh, stuff. Um, I remember when I went to school, um, out of all the professors that I had, accounting, marketing, business, it didn't matter what course. The only guy that I found interesting was the guy that was doing the sales course. And it was because he was a highly trained and profitable and retired sales guy. He didn't, he didn't want to work in the sales industry. He actually wanted to teach kids, you know, which is why he got into that. So, um, you know, for the most part, I'll just sum it up like this. Look, don't let school get in the way of your education. Okay. If you feel it might be useful, Generally speaking, I tell guys, go to school if you need a degree. If you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, like if you need a professional designation to earn, um, you know, like a STEM type of income level, because you can make six figures in, in STEM, science, technology, engineering, math, you know, um, anything in that ecosystem, you're going to need to have a designation or a degree. For business, you really don't. I mean, you would probably learn, I don't know how long the courses, you know, where you live, let's say it's four to eight years or something like that. You would probably learn more immersing yourself in the corporate world, trying to climb the corporate ladder, maybe moving from one business to another to you know, see the intricacies of all those things, spending a lot of time in that. You'd probably learn more hands-on during that 48 years than what you would sitting in a classroom. I'm just being honest with you, right? If you want to start a business, you don't need an MBA, right? Some people like them. I know for some families, they want to enforce it on their kids because it's cultural or whatever, that's on you. But again, don't let school get in the way of your education. Uh, Chris, I'm going to pull you in now. What's up, buddy? Hey, brother. How are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Hey, good, good. Awesome show tonight, man. Thank you so much. Just a few quick things. Um, <clears throat> number one, that course you, you did, guys, get the fuck in on it. It is great stuff. Yeah, you got in it early, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. How do you like it so far? 
finished it this morning. It's awesome. A lot of great points. A lot of stuff kind of second nature, but a lot of it's yeah. stuff that really makes you think. And, and it's not it's actually not targeted to your industry because you're in the no. trades. You're in welding, right? Yeah. Yeah. So did you still get something out of it as a, oh, as a business owner? Big time. Okay. Big good. Time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay, I just going to say for those guys who are looking to do it, I mean, just a couple quick points here. Number one is like loneliness is an absolute bitch in business and don't be afraid to put in work and it's going to be lonely while you're doing it and building it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And, like the crazy hours, like, I mean, what are we, 9.15? That's my night tonight after we're done. Don't be afraid to do it. Like you say, do the work, right? Mm-hmm. And I uh, was wondering, that the um, forum that you have for the business tier, is that ever opening up at all? And what are the prerequisites? I don't think so because I've got one and i got my hands full with it. Okay. Um, I, might, I might structure something where somebody that's an EO trained facilitator does another chapter or like runs another forum. But, you know, to be honest with you, it's um, it's a lot of work. And I used to run two of them when I first structured them. And then what I did was a couple of guys, you know, fell off on either one because they weren't a good fit. And I kind of blended them together and I had like the best, you know, like the best of the best yep. sort of thing. Um, it's not really where I want to go okay. for me personally running something. But as far as support for you, I know you got the course. I know that you're on the Facebook page. Hop in the Zooms. You know where to find me if you need me for anything. All right, man. Well, awesome. Thanks so much. I appreciate you sharing your experience, man. It's cool. Thanks. Have a good night, eh? All right. Um, Axel. All right. Let's see what Axel's got for us here. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing well. Rich, can you hear me fine? Yeah, man. Loud and clear. Right, perfect. Um, so I'm, I'm curious about the course, but there's a few things that really stick out to me. Kind of just like recently, I've been in the workforce for... Well, I'm 32 now. I'm kind of starting to reevaluate what I want to do in life and kind of where my passions really lie. Mm-hmm. Um, based out of Vancouver, so that's another another thing about the city too is kind of where I'm based at. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few things that I start to really think about when it does come to starting my own business or just going down this path. And one thing that's kind of oh, that I'm always stuck on is analysis paralysis. I feel mm-hmm. like that there's ideas that come to me you know, they seem great at one point and then I give them maybe 30 minutes or maybe half a day. I think about it or I run it past some people and sometimes it leaves. Sometimes I'm still stuck on it. Are so you self-employed right now? Or are you working for somebody? No, I'm working for somebody else. So I'm looking okay. to go out, go outside of that route. I want to kind of drive, drive, drive by myself. I am a more DIY person. So that's kind of why this is really sticking okay. out to me. Okay. So the idea of having a proper vetting process, um, feasibility, scaling things forward, and also developing a proof of concept is something that I'm kind of like stuck on and wondering how do I get over, well, get I can over sum it up, myself. Well, I can sum it up for you this way. I mean, there's stuff in the modules that cover different versions of that as it kind of expands into different areas, but <clears throat> it, it, it's, it's far better to deliver an imperfect product first than to take too much time to deliver something that's absolutely perfect, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, that uh, that whole analysis paralysis is, is is something that's going to, it just, it just sucks a lot of perfectionists into this like crazy vortex of bullshit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, I'll, like I'll tell you the story, I mean, I shared in the course material too, I think, but um, I had this friend that was in a forum and he had a big, 
he had a big exit on a business, made a fuck ton of money. He didn't really need money. And he went and created this new business with his partners. Um, and I think for almost two or three years, every forum meeting, how's everything going? You know, where are you going with things? Da, 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 you know, like the updates sort of come and it's like the products never released and they're mm. always working on it and they're always tweaking it and they're always working on it and they're always tweaking it. And I said to him one day, I go, dude, you know, you're 40, you're burning through cash. Sorry, you're burning through personal cash. Then he's also burning through cash in the business at a burn rate of like 60 grand a month because it was him, mm. two other people and a couple of coders. Um, and I was like, some some 20-year-old with exactly the same idea with a case of Red Bull and a bunch of boners is going to fucking fly right by you and put it out to market first and destroy you, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, you're right. So, so he put it out like within about 30 days of that. So don't get too caught up in like the perfection, like the absolute perfection of the product. Deliver something. Like, I'll tell you right now, I I don't know if anybody has any issues with the course material like as it stands. I mean, I gave it to my internal um, community about three weeks ago and about, you know, 25 of them bought it. I gave them a nice coupon code because they're community members. Um, and it, everybody had good things to say, right? So I don't know if, if, if something's not working on that, but if it's not working, that's cool. I'll fix it next time, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I miss something, that's cool. I'll add another module next time. Like it's far better for me to ask for, for ask for forgiveness than to ask for the permission of everybody that I'm delivering exactly what everyone wants because I'm not going to make everybody happy. I mean, you know, if enough people say, hey, you know what? I really wish that you would have spent some time on this thing. All right, I'll add that to the next module and I'll make mm -hmm. it free to the ones that already bought it, right? You know, yeah, and that things. comes that comes down to product development at that point. You're you're iterating it at that point and improving on it further. It's just yeah. I think I think it's like the initial hump of trying to get over and, and thinking, okay, this is a good idea or this is a terrible idea. I don't think this is going to scale. I think that's kind of where I feel. Oh, I feel I get stuck on sometimes just because it's uh, <laughs> you know one. I of those feel things. I think right. Yeah, well, let's let's remove the feelings out of this. But that's yeah. kind of the uh, the thought process sometimes. It's yeah. So. Work. Yeah. So just don't get too caught up in your head, right? Like just, just get it delivered. Like, you know, like a lot of these Silicon Valley guys will set the bar in the sand as a minimum MVP, minimum viable product, right? Does it, does it work? A lot of them, they'll even raise capital or they'll, or they'll take investors on with a wireframe where they don't even have a working, like, it's just a screen. Like, I don't know if you know what a wireframe is, but yeah, basically yeah. it's yeah, just it's the, the idea itself with the, yeah, it's just the idea. Like you can navigate around and you can click on things, but there's no software behind it. So all they do is they basically show you, you know, what it looks like. It's like the outside of a house with nothing on the inside basically. Mm -hmm. Right. So, uh, it, it's pretty common in the business world to just, you know, make sure that you get a viable product out again. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just, just get something that's working out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, cool. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks, Axel. All right. Um, the link, if you guys want to call in and ask a question, is in the live chat. Let me just quickly copy and paste it. I don't know if that link will copy and paste. Let me see here. Oh, it does. Perfect. All right. So probably have time for a couple more calls. Andrew, I'll get to you in just one sec. I see you there waiting. Uh, again, if you're interested in the course on the entrepreneur's mindset, it's pinned at the top of the live chat. If you're listening to the replay, I'll make sure it's in the description and pinned in the top comment for you to grab. It's open right now. Today's April 25th. The course closes at the end of April, which is on Saturday. So enroll now if you want to get in on it. Uh, let's see what Andrew's got for us. How you doing, bud? 
Uh, I, I don't know if you're muted or if you don't have a mic, but I can't hear you. Let's see. Is this good? That's good. There you go. Okay. What is it? Earbud. I thought I was getting rid of the, uh, oh, what was it? The noise canceling. Let's see. To be oh, honest, I actually from... don't have anything. They, they actually answered my question. They actually asked the same questions I was going to. Oh, okay. Um, as far as procrastination? So, yeah. I'm, I'm freelance at the moment looking to start looking to actually open up and go into a legitimate business rather mm -hmm. than just doing random freelance work, mar sorry, work market stuff. Um, mm -hmm. if anybody in the trades knows what that is. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I'm actually, actually have a little bit to think about. Okay. All right. So All right. I, I love, I'll... love your stuff. What is it? I'm looking to buy the course. It's yeah, kind of one it, thing man. that one, one funny realization, uh, with this was that the, was that pretty much no matter what the price is, because that's a bit out of price range, but it's kind of like, I don't really care. I'm just going to come up with the money. And it's kind of, it's kind of funny realizing that because it's always on the mind. I'm always inside the mindset of it needs to be cheaper. It needs to be cheaper in order for somebody to actually seem more viable as a product. Gotcha. So it's, <clears throat> yeah. Anyways, sorry, sir. Okay. Uh, Thanks, Andrew. Hate to waste your time. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks, man. Yeah, um, you know, I've got people that have said that it's out of their price range or they can't afford it. It's not for you. Like, you're not ready to start a business then, you know, to be honest with you. Like, see, there's something that I learned a long time ago about information. And when you've got tenure, basically, is that <clears throat> people are willing to pay for well-organized and sanitized information. We only have 24 hours in a day. Everything that you'll find in my course, you can probably find on the internet or in books or sitting down with somebody. But you're gonna have to sit down with a lot of people. You're gonna have to read a lot of books. You're gonna have to watch a shit ton of videos. I've just taken all of that and I've saved you all the time. I've organized it for you. I've created a community. I've got webinars. And I have, um, you know, the bonus again is I've got the men from my business forum um, that are also gonna present on areas that they're experts in. The course is easily worth five to 10 times what the price point is. It's 997, it's not cheap, I understand, but you know, that's the price of admission. Hop on in. Um, let me see here what we got here. Uh, I got a guy waiting, but it says device is not connected. I don't know if your audio is not connected, uh, sad, but um, I'm, I'm gonna let you try to figure that out. Let me uh, grab Gabriel over here and we'll pull him in. Gabriel, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Rich. Nice to meet you. Good. What do you got for me tonight? Uh, well, uh, let me tell you a little bit about my business. I live in Bolivia, but I started uh, freelancing and offering my services to the U.S. Okay. I actually started working with a company in Toronto. Uh, it was a property management company that uh, specialized in short-term rentals and uh, renting properties on Airbnb. Mm -hmm. So I started my own company. I registered an LLC uh, just to get a bank account and get paid uh, easily by my clients and uh, I started to grow uh, I was a little bit overwhelmed so I hired a virtual assistant mm -hmm. because I was basically trading my time for money so in theory I worked uh, three days a week full-time then my virtual assistant uh, take over but I'm still I still have to supervise everything but I'm kind of stuck in this point that I, I can't uh, find a, a way to, to grow consistently Mm -hmm. that, that, well, well, you're supervising talking. an assistant that's supposed to be doing work for you that's supposed to save you time. 
do you really need this assistant? Or like, okay, two questions to contemplate. One, do you really need this assistant? And two, do they really need to do the tasks that they're performing? Or can they just not do them at all? Or can you automate them, you know, somehow? Um, they can take care almost uh, they can take care of almost everything, but if something that's not very common uh, comes up, I need to intervene. Okay, well, you want them to make decisions for themselves too, right? I mean, like that's the problem with human resources is you pay them money to perform a task and then you have to hold their hand to perform certain tasks. And I talk about that in the module on human resources, right? And if you structure the business in a smarter way, you ideally don't need to deal with much of that or you, or you deal with a lot less of it is what I'm saying, right? Like, you know, when I tell guys that they complicate their lives and they justify why they do it when it comes to women, it's the same thing with business, right? A lot of this, you know, moves around for different areas of our lives, self-care, women, relationships, friends, business, right? Like, are you unnecessarily complicating your business and then justifying why you're doing it because you want to have an assistant that performs tasks that perhaps maybe don't even need to be performed. Yeah. It's just, uh, I'm just saying, you I know, understand. it's food for thought, right? Yeah. Uh, perhaps I need to uh, put the structure together so they can get the answer somehow without having to ask, ask me all the time. So one of the things that you can do with your employees or contractors that you have is if they come at you with questions like, I don't know, you know what to do here or what's the solution to this, tell them, don't come to me with any fucking questions until you come to me with two possible solutions to that question, right? So if they're constantly asking you like, I don't know how to perform X, Y, Z, or I don't know how to answer this person, then stop them right there and say, well, what do you think the answer to that problem is, right? Good, that, that is the exact solution. You already knew the answer. In future, when you come to me with, with problems, make sure you have two possible solutions to that problem. Otherwise, don't come to me. Got it. Right, because again, if you're running a business, you want it to be easy, lucrative, and fun. Human resources are human beings. They're supposed to be smart. They're supposed to fucking think. You know, let them earn what it is that you're paying them for their tasks that they're performing and get them to use their brains. Because if you're babysitting them, uh, you know, like every step of the way, or they're coming to you with problems, you know, consistently for things that they should be able to solve, then why are you hiring them? Like, what are you paying them for? Yeah, that, that makes total sense. Thanks, then Rachel, I'll, I'll definitely get you curls at, uh, on the, on the high, uh, it, it's a bit pricey for my income here in Bolivia, but uh, I'll definitely make uh, make it work and, and grab it. Okay. Appreciate you, man. Thanks. All right. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I can't, Assad, I can't add you, dude. It's, it says device not connected, so I'm not really sure what you're on, but maybe you should leave and try to come back or restart your device. Um, Ernesto says, of course, so... I think I've seen your name on the Facebook page, Ernesto. I'm pretty sure you're in it, but uh, it'll save you hundreds of hours and thousands of mistakes. It's w well worth the poll. Like, look, again, I know that in certain countries, 997 USD is a lot of money, and you can't, uh, you know, you can't avoid that. But you should be charging more for what it is that you're doing, right? Um, you know, one of the points that I make in the course is you, you should be charging fees in the reserve currency. And that happens to be the USD right now. So 
you should be charging a lot more than 997 for what you're doing on a regular basis um, because your bank account now has USD in it sort of thing. Um, you know, one of the mistakes that I see a lot of guys make is they'll live in a, I don't know, a country like Bolivia or something like that or Argentina or, um, you know, one of the smaller nations with a smaller GDP and they're not billing in U.S. dollars. And I understand if you're doing something local, then yeah, you're going to bill in the local currency. But again, you want to think bigger. You want to think outside of the box. The world economy is huge. There's all kinds of money, guys, traveling throughout the internet. Again, one of the things that drives me fucking bonkers is when, you know, you get these like doom and gloom guys that are like, oh, Rich is so out of touch. He says you got to be a millionaire by the time you're 30 or 40. That's impossible. And they start crying. It's like, you stupid fuck. There's money flying through the internet all day long, billions of dollars. They, they doubled the money supply in the US over the last two years with COVID. You're telling me you can't come up with something that solves a problem, a service, an information product that you can apply a skill that you have that you're world-class at it and charge money for it and just take some of that? That's all that becoming an entrepreneur is, guys, is solving a problem. It's usually, most entrepreneurs solve problems that they're dealing with themselves, right? Um, movement guys, nutraceutical guys, um, you know, like even in the dating space, like everybody that's in the dating space is selling you some crap because they wanted to, you know, solve their own problems. Um, like all of these guys that have become entrepreneurs are usually trying to solve their own problems. What is it that you're dealing with that frustrates the hell out of you that you can potentially charge money for and improve the lives of other people? Um, Peter Diamandis, who is the uh, founder of the X Prize. I think he said on a TED talk or one of his talks somewhere, you know, there's there's billions of people on a planet that are deal dealing with billions of problems. Solve a problem for a billion people, charge a dollar, you're a billionaire. Simple, I, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna say simple as that, but there's a lot more that's involved with structuring that properly. And you have to kind of get your head around that. Um, <coughs> Jerry says, when I was a project manager, my boss later told me years later that he would not take my calls because he knew I would figure it out. Buttes, yeah, like, again, part of running a team of people is understanding what their skills are and forcing them to think, right? Um, if, if your contractors, if your staff come at you for every little problem that they have, they're never going to learn to think for themselves. They're never going to problem solve. And, the, the, you know, the point that Jerry's making there is exactly what I used to do in my business. I used to have, you know, my senior people come to me all the time asking me questions. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know how to solve this. And I was talking to my business coach one day. He goes, tell them that, the, you know, the next time they come to your office to come with two solutions to the problem. Otherwise, send them away and tell them to fuck off. Right. And those aren't the exact words that he used, obviously, but you get the point. Right. If you're going to think for yourself and you're going to think for yourself for your staff, you're not empowering them to be the best versions of themselves. And then you're also wasting your time, effort, and mental resources thinking for other people and doing their jobs for them, right? Again, in my HR module, I cover a lot of those details in there and why and how you wanna structure it. Um, you know, the how is a very big part. I mean, I can talk to you guys about the why publicly on the channel all night, but I mean, how you structure it, it's in the course for a reason, it's valuable information, right? You know, again, guys, you know, if you're, you know, if you're fed up with your job and it's not what you want and you want more out of life, or if you're running a business and it's not making you the money that you want, or it's too stressful, or it's, 
exposing you to unnecessary risk, it might be time for a pivot. Grab the course, right? It, it, it will, it'll get your head screwed on right. You'll get the mindset that you need and basically get the cheat codes to running what is going to be potentially the most profitable business you'll ever have. John Stone says, sir, I'm a teacher, 29, who knows a little about business. I woke up one day and felt the call to create a business. Any skills I might acquire first, grab my course. I'll tell you right now, it's, it's gold. All the information is in there. Um, you're not going to get the answer to a $5 super chat. Um, you're going to get a discussion point. Uh, Mr. Unfeigned says, I'm frustrated with the stupidity of the populace. Not sure how to make money off that problem yet. Billy Boy Gates took my idea. <laughs> you know, you know, I hear a lot of guys that are all just like, uh, I have a great idea. I have a great idea. Ideas are worth shit. Let me tell you about ideas. They don't matter at all. You need execution. Ideas don't mean shit. Everybody's out there with a great idea and they think that they're going to make a million dollars. I remember I had this guy once and, and, he, and he sent me this, this a few years ago. He sent me an email. He's like, I got this great idea for blah, blah, blah. And I need you to sign an NDA. I'm like, for what? What's your idea worth? It's worth shit. Do you have a customer list? Do you have sales? Do you have any like working models? It doesn't matter. Ideas mean shit. Your idea means shit. I'm telling you right now. Unless you can execute on it and have people give you money for whatever it is that problem is it's going to solve, it's not valuable. And then, you know, guys will go and blame, you know, some other guy for taking their idea. Well, you sat back on your idea. You didn't do anything with it. Anyway. <laughs> um, Ma, for you in the chat, do you want me to... I think... I think I saw a notification on my phone, on my phone. So go to stereo after this. Um, Moff is on stereo. He's going to do a companion show after this. You guys can chop it up with him a little bit over there. Again, the course is open for enrollment. Today is April 25th. It is pinned at the top of the live chat. If you're going to catch this replay, I'll have it in the description and pinned in the top comment. Enroll. The course closes on uh, Saturday. Um, the enrollment fee is $9.97. It includes the course material. It includes the um, Facebook, the private Facebook community. It includes the live webinars, the monthly live webinars. And the bonus is I have a bunch of guys from my private business forum that are going to do their individual presentations. And again, I have a guy in there that's in Sweden that's a book publisher that's put out over 250 titles. He does very well. He's actually a young guy too. Got a home builder in Australia. Got a house flipper in the States. Got a guy that runs a bunch of critical uh, critical care centers in the U.S., urgent care centers. Um, got a lot of stuff in there, right? And I even got a hustler in the group too. So check it out. If you guys, um, you know, want to unlock your potential, grab that. I hope to see you guys on the inside. Uh, I got a couple more videos coming out this week. And um, oh, later on this week on Thursday, before I forget, I should make the announcement. Um, I've got Dave Lesperance coming back on. I had him on about a year ago. Um, he's a trained lawyer. He's not a licensed lawyer right now, but he lives in different parts of the world. He's a Canadian guy. And he'll show you how to uh, minimize your tax liabilities, get extra passports. Um, he wants to talk about some, some of the legislation, the laws that's coming in the pipeline that uh, could make things pretty difficult for people living in uh, North America, specifically Canada. So he's always a good conversation to have. And again, it's a plane to win conversation. So that'll be Thursday on the Plane to Win podcast. We'll see you guys later. Have an awesome night. Peace out. And go check out Moff.